is up everybody welcome back to the transparency diary this is your host jb price and you are officially tuned in this has been such a busy busy past few weeks for me but i am back i am here and i am going to drop some gems on you guys i hope you guys miss me i know there were a few of you guys in my dm looking for last week's post for this episode and I got cussed out by a couple of you guys and I just want to apologize I had a lot going on um but anyway I'm back and I have some gems for you guys and we are back in a groove of things and I and again to those who kept DMing me I'm so sorry for the delay um But yes, since our last episode, we were reminded to stay in our own lanes and why that is important. And since this month is national, you hear that national women's history month, we're going to take this time to touch up on the importance of sisterhood and having a sister tribe and a support system. Um, I'm sorry, fellas, but this is for the ladies. I mean, it's very important for our men to have a strong guy tribe, but I got to tend to my women with this episode to kick off International Women's History Month. I am sorry, but I'm not sorry. (laughs) So yes, we are talking about the importance of sisterhood and sisterhood is very, very important when you're trying to self-develop yourself as a woman, when you're trying to grow. You just need people around you that are going to motivate you and keep you going. And just a bit of my growth experience, I am a rough girl from the other side of the mountain, aka the hood. Um, And I know that people who come into my life now, they are so surprised by that because I'm so well-spoken. I'm so articulate. I carry myself in a way that doesn't exert that until you make me mad. And then you know I'm from the hood. (laughs) But yes, um, I wasn't always who I am today. And a lot of who I am today, I have to give credit to my sister tribe. I have a lot of women around me who have poured into me, who have allowed me to grow, who have loved me beyond my flaws, who seen my potential and supported that and pulled that out of me. Excuse me. And I just know that it is a part of my purpose as a woman to continue to grow. And I can't do that without having a strong support system and a sisterhood behind me. And that's for anybody. Like my mentorship. um, I actually went into my mentorship from having a mentor. And I think that is so important to have women around you who you want to be like in a sense who inspire you to be better and to help others and get you closer to your purpose and um just my background I was never a good friend back in the day like and I don't think I had good friends you know high school middle school again I'm from the hood so I had friends who I would say were my friends simply because they was ride or die and when I say ride or die that means if I'm calling you and I'm like I'm about to go pull up on such and such and I want to fight. They was with it. And I understand that, you know, you got to have friends who are with it sometimes. But when you have people around you who are with it all the time, they're with the mess and they ready to pull up, you know, 
that doesn't support you when you have a bigger purpose. So back in the day, I had friends, all my friends was like that. And I thought that they were my friends simply because I knew I could call them when I wanted to go get in trouble. And then when I would get in trouble, I would realize that I'm by myself when I'm getting arrested and I'm in a group home or I'm in juvenile detention centers for fighting. And that was mainly my thing back then. I used to fight. I used to fight a lot. Um, And there were people around me who encouraged that. And it ended up allowing me to be put in jail behind a lot of the things that I was doing. Stealing is not my thing. Um, That's not something that (laughs) that I I did when I was younger however I was not a good friend either because I had a friend who would call me when she wanted to go boosting and I would be her lookout and then I would help her sell her stuff so it's like it goes hand in hand you have to be a good friend to people in a way that is going to make you a better person and you have to have people around you who are going to allow you to grow into a better person. It's very detrimental to the person that you end up becoming in the long haul. So I wasn't a good friend either, y'all. Like to have a friend call you and be like, let's go risk going to jail. And you like, okay, girl, let's, I'm, come get me. That's not a good friend. And my friends today, my sisters, I don't, I say all the time, I don't have friends. I have sisters. And that is something that I mean to my core, to my heart. Every woman that God has allowed to come into my space who is in my life today, they are my sister. I look at them as sisters. They do things in our relationship that says that they are my sisters and vice versa. Um... And again, I had to learn to, to be that way. I had to learn to accept it. I also went through my share of uh, trial and tribulation, which kind of damaged me as a friend. I had a friend in high school called the girl my best friend. When she was, you know, getting in trouble, she I would go help her out. You know, just somebody that I, I said was my best friend in high school. And the whole time the girl was sleeping with my boyfriend. Like, that's not a best friend. (laughs) And I know a lot of women, that's like common now. That's like the common story that you meet somebody and as an adult, you're like, yeah, I had a best friend. She slept with my dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was something that kind of damaged me moving forward. So I looked for women to betray me in that manner and in a sense it actually damaged me because I've met women looking back I know it was some very good women in my life but I ruined the relationship because I allowed my damages to come in and I wasn't healed from them and I looked at everybody like they're the same and they're gonna do to me what the last person or the first person did so I didn't know how to be equipped enough to receive the women that God was placing into my life who might have been sisters and thankfully the one girl that I'm thinking about um I met her in uh nursing school her name is Keisha hey Keisha girl I know you listen (laughs) um her and I had a great friendship and I ended up you know making making a boo-boo in the relationship but um 
she is such a sweetheart. She is my sister to this day. Love her to death. And she loved me beyond my flaws enough to forgive me. And that's what I meant. That's what I meant when I said, um, people who are assigned to you will never leave you. They will always be there. Maybe not physically, not, you know, in the same city, even long distance. That person will always be available to you. They'll always call you. They'll always check on you and vice versa. You'll always have that attachment. And me and her, me, it's like we, we kick it like we never missed a beat. Never missed a beat. And I've watched her grow and she's been so supportive of everything that I have going on and vice versa. But, you know, people who are assigned to you will always stick with you. They'll always root for you. You'll always root for them. And it's like you never skip the beat. Um, But I had to learn to be a better friend. And I didn't actually learn that until I moved to Georgia. Because where I'm from, there's not a lot of women who are supportive, who love on you, who are genuine, who don't see things as a competition, who don't bring their damages into a friendship. So when I came to Atlanta is when I genuinely started being able to receive and accept friendship because the people here are just so amazing. Like you meet people in Atlanta and it's like, okay, you sell bread. I sell bread. Let's sell bread together, sis. And even though they sell bread, they still referring other people to buy your bread. Like it's so crazy. Like it's women here who collaborate more than anything. So when I first moved here, I started meeting women in the dental field and they were get it, trying to, you know, get me jobs and, you know, helping me in ways that I've never been helped before. And at first it was super uncomfortable because I'm like, what is the motive? You know, what does this person want from me? I don't have nothing to offer. What do they want from me? And it wasn't until I ended up meeting at the time. She's a good friend of, me, of mine now. I call her my sister. Um but her name is Lauren. She started off as my mentor. Shout out to Lauren and Adjust Your Crime Mentoring. And um, Lauren has always been someone who poured into me from the day that I met her. And she's always like refined me and who I was. And I remember having a conversation with her when I first met her and she, you know, asked me my goals. What are your goals? What are your plans? You know, what kind of woman do you want to be? What kind of woman do you around you and she made my vision clear of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be she allowed me to see the bigger picture of what I wanted to become in the areas of myself that I wanted to grow in a sense and she really was the person who mind you I'll go back to how I met her she really was the person who opened up my eyes to see my potential and I When I say she's seen my vision before me to the point where if I stepped outside of anything that did not support what I was trying to do or my bigger picture or my purpose, she's on the phone calling me. She's texting me. If I posted anything crazy, she's like, you can take that down. What are you doing? I don't like that music. It's not, it's not projecting your better qualities. She held me accountable in so many ways. And at first I was like, I don't even like her telling me this stuff but I stopped with that mentality to understand that this is somebody who cares about me this is somebody who sees the potential in me and wants to bring that out of me so I have to embrace these changes and I can't let uncomfortability 
allow me to run away from a person that God has assigned to me. And I met Lauren on Instagram first. I was following her for a few years and I've seen that she had this organization and it's the power of Instagram. Oh my gosh. Like I've met so many women who I've developed a relationship with on Instagram that now that I meet them in person, it's just like, this is my sister for life. Okay. So don't sleep on Instagram because hey sis, we see you hey sis. And then you get the opportunity to see these people in person and meet them. It's just so organic. Like the chemistry and the sisterhood has already been built. And that's how, kind of how it was with Lauren. After I was following her on Instagram, I ended up meeting her on my birthday in 2016. I want to say 16, but it might be 17, but I think it's 16. Cause we're in 2020. Yes. So, um, I met her in Raisin the City and I felt like such a big groupie. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, is that Dr. Lauren Elise? And my husband is like, who? And I'm like the girl from Instagram. And I'm like pulling up her Instagram and I'm showing him the pictures. And my other friend at the time, she knew who that was because I had always reposted and shared her inspirational posts and stuff. So my friend knew who she was. And I'm like, I want to go over there and I want to talk to her. And, I, and at first I didn't want to, but I was, I got up. I was like, you know what? She's a human being like I am. I'm just going to go speak to her. So I went to go speak to her. And from there, like her personality that she carries on Instagram is her in real life. She was super, super sweet, super welcoming, super warming. We exchanged phone numbers. And then about, I want to say a month or two later, um, I seen that she was having an event and right before then I had asked her to join the organization. I wanted her to be my mentor. From there, I became involved in the organization and our sisterhood basically developed that way. Until this day, Lauren, like I know that she was assigned to me and I'm just thankful for the patience that she's had with me. I'm thankful for the times when I needed correction and she corrected me in love and she gave me a platform to use my gift as a mentor. And now I'm able to mentor other young women off of the things that I've grown into and developed with myself. And I couldn't imagine not taking her criticism and not listening to the things that she was telling me that were only going to make me a better person because now I'm able to pour that same thing back into my mentees. I have mentees that are in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 12th grade about to graduate. I have mentees who are a mentee that's older than me. I have a mentee that is my same age bracket and I have a mentee who is 26. So, you know, I'm able to be who I am today and pour back into these young women simply because someone else poured into me and allowed me to grow and they did it in love. They were patient with me. They seen my gray areas. They seen that I had the potential to be a better version of myself in order to help other women. And it is so important because if you are not being pushed towards your purpose, that means somebody that you are assigned to is waiting for you and they're not being helped until you do what you're supposed to do in order to become who you need to be to help the next person. And that is literally detrimental to somebody's life. We are supposed to be helping one another. So if you don't help somebody, if you choose not to grow, 
you can't help the person for them to help somebody else because your purpose isn't even about you. It's about somebody else. And I hope, you know, I have one of my mentees tell me, um, when I get, when I get older, I want to be a mentor. And it's like, that touches my heart because I'm helping her grow so she can help the next person. And you might just be saving somebody's life because you don't, I personally don't even know where I would be today if I didn't have the women around me to push me to be who I need to be. Even in my marriage, I have accountability partners. I don't know what marriage looks like. Well, I know what it looks like now, but I'm a first generation married woman. I got married when I was 26, 25. I got married when I was 25 because I'm going on. Okay, I'm not going to tell you I'm my age yet. <laughs> but I got married fairly young and people are not doing that these days. People are shacking up and people are dating with no intention of getting married. So when I got married, I didn't know what that looks like. I didn't know what it meant to be in a healthy relationship because the last one I was in was dysfunctional. I didn't know what it meant to be you know, just, just a wife in general, even some of my mothering, you know, I I knew that I didn't want to do certain things as far as parenting, because I knew they were wrong things that were done to me, like verbal abuse. You know, I don't verbally abuse my children because I knew that that didn't feel good when it was done to me. However, that did not fill in those gray areas with the extra love I need to give my kids or being affectionate. Or, you know, just pouring into my kids. I had to learn to be a mother from other mothers. And I'm thankful for that as well because my kids are healthy. My kids are loved. My kids know what love looks like. I have women who pour into me about my marriage and show me an example of how to be a good wife. And when I have a question or a concern or I'm confused or, you know, because life happens, people have ups and downs, but I'm easy It's easier for me to manage them because I have accountability partners and I have women who remind me who I am and, and who I am called to be. So they help, they hold me accountable in more ways than many. And I don't stray from that simply because they see my vision. They know my vision and they hold my vision as near to them as I do for me. So, you know, you have to, it's, it's all about elevation, growth, and development. And at this point in time, if your friends are not helping you grow, then you need new friends. If your friends don't inspire you, you need new friends. I think I've said this before on a previous, a previous podcast. You have to be strong. When you are a woman of purpose, you have to have strong people around you. And you also have to be ready and equipped to give that back to somebody else. Give that, give that power to the next woman, be that sister to the next woman, be that, that friend, help someone else be the example. I know that I have, um, I have a mentee as well who she's a new mom, you know, when she, when she's frustrated with her, with her newborn, I can tell her, have patience. Hey, have patience. This is normal. Understand, you know, you're going through something right now. This is an emotional thing for you. You're overwhelmed. I can talk her through that. I can give her the tools 
to manage through her situation and allow her not to react off emotion and have patience and, and respond in love. You know, what does that look like? Some people don't know what that looks like. Some people are so used to dysfunction that they just, you know, it's, it's easy to repeat the cycle because that's now normal. That's the normal. But yes, um, you have to have a strong, a strong sisterhood with women who love you and who you, who are going to love on you, who you can love on them as well and have a a variety of friends. Be open-minded to meeting new people because you can learn different things from different people. And that is where you learn how to be well-rounded. Um, when you don't base your friendships on a stereotype, it gives you the outlook of to be genuine and to receive genuine love and care. I remember when I was younger, I used to want to be friends with people because of the way they look. Oh, she's cute. She's pretty. She has nice hair. She can dress well. We got the same Jordans and, you know, we fly together. Looking the part does not mean that they are qualified. Let me say that again. Just because somebody looks like they're the part does not mean that they're qualified. And sometimes we base our friendships on superficial stuff. Things that superficially look like we can benefit from. And it doesn't last. That Those types of friendships never last. Um, so yes, and understand... You got to understand what being a friend and a sister is. If you pray for something and God gives it to you, but you're not prepared for it, you will always, always, always mess that blessing up. Always. If you do not prepare yourself to receive women who you're praying for, you're going to mess the blessing up. And I say that from experience. There have been times um, back home when I've, felt that you know I knew that I wanted good friends oh I'm sick of this I'm sick of the girls you know always talking about me gossiping people stealing from me all of this crazy stuff but then when I got when I met a good friend or someone who had the potential to be a good friend I was doing stuff to them to damage the relationship simply because I'm like okay I'm gonna get her before she get me or I'm going to do something to her before she do it to me. Or I don't trust her. So I'm going to move funny because I don't trust her. You know, we bring these damages into these relationships after we prayed. We pray for this stuff. But we're not prepared for it. So you have to be prepared to receive and reciprocate. Not just receive, but reciprocate as well. Prepare yourself for what you're praying for. Because we all, we deserve good people. God called us to fellowship. God called us to have people who are assigned to us who help us get to our purpose. It's not it's not about just us. It's about it's about other people. So you have to be able to know what that looks like and be able to receive and reciprocate that. Because if you don't, you will lose some really good people in your life and you'll feel the pain of that when you look back and realize you messed up. Or You don't realize it and you will continue to find yourself repeating the cycles of damage and then blaming everybody else for the friendship because it didn't work out. Whole time is you. And God will give you the same test. He will give you the same lesson over and over and over and over and over and over again until you get it. 
So if you are continuing to go through the same things in your relationships, same situation, different person, it's not them. It's you. And you got to be able to reflect on that and change yourself in order to get past whatever it is that you need to see in yourself so you can grow from it to get to the other side, to get to the greener pasture because He's going to give you the same test over and over again. God will give you the same. I'm telling you the same thing. And it happened to me so many times. And and one lesson that I had to learn um, is to stop allowing pain to dictate how I respond in friendships. Like everything doesn't have to be a falling out. Everything doesn't have to end in a negative way. Sometimes it's okay to just say, you know what, this person is is not working for me. They're hurting my feelings. They're kind of toxic and just be done with it and not have to retaliate. And that is something that I've learned over the course of my years of being friends with different people. They would do something to me. And instead of me addressing it, I would let it fester. And then when they did like they do something totally off, I just respond in a way that is like, now I'm attacking you verbally. Now I'm trying to tear you down. Now I'm trying to assassinate your character. Now I'm telling everybody what you said about them. And, you know, just that's ugly. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's extremely ugly. And that was something that I had to learn to not do. Because guess what? We say, I, I would say these things just for the love to still be there for that person and us not be able to mend the the relationship or the friendship or for us to never speak again. And it doesn't make any sense because you, you know, I once loved these people. So for me being open-minded to the fact that you will have differences in your relationships, you will have different views, you will have different opinions. There will be people who don't see what you see don't see eye to eye and that's perfectly okay but the leading thing that I've learned is to always fight in love not in hate but in love and when you keep that in mind that you love this person when you go through your disagreements you'll be fine because you're not going to say things that are going to cause damages to your relationship and that's something that I literally had to work on in my friendships And I'm thankful for that because I handle, everybody's not disposable. Everybody's not disposable. I know we live in a generation now where it's like, up, be done and wash your hands with somebody and that's it. But everybody's not disposable. And you can greatly alter your future and your path by who you cut off that God didn't even tell you to cut off. It's just you being, you know, of the world and you exerting your your sinful qualities versus you know exerting them in a healthy manner and in love so that was a great lesson that I had to learn throughout my friendships and now you know if I have a disagreement with a girlfriend it's like hey girl can we talk about this because this has been bothering me or this has hurt my feelings or and most times 10 times out of 10 is petty it's something to be to talk about and move forward from so work on yourself, reflect on what, what do you bring to these relationships? And granted, I've had some very toxic, narcissistic dealings with some people, but again, in the end, even then I learned, I learned, you know, 
you know, we talked about the self-love. We talked about being able to set boundaries and things of that nature. But again, the most important thing that I've learned from the last, you know, very toxic, narcissistic, hurtful relationship that I had with somebody in 2018 ended in 2000, early 2019 that I had mentioned before, I can't allow myself to be ugly at the end of a fall, you know, a a falling out was happening. I can't do that. You know, that's something that is, that is not a representation of me as a woman, me as a person and who, and who God has called me to be. So that, that's a lesson. So I say that to say, even when you look, even when you think about your relationships moving forward, always reflect back so that you can make sure your relationships moving forward are better. Everything is a learning process. Everything is something to take away from. And for me, that was very big. And it's, it's that lesson alone has allowed me to flourish in different ways, including in my marriage. You know, God will show you things about yourself that you don't like, and he will allow you to use them as tools to move forward and better yourself if you let them. Some people are truly oblivious, and I'm telling you, there are people who don't think there's anything wrong with them, and it's always the other person, and they're the victim. That's that narcissistic stuff, that victimizing stuff. They'll do some crazy stuff to people, and, and for some reason, it's never them. It's never them. Like I had somebody mess, try to mess with my marriage and, and put their hands on me. And I ended up going back to apologize for them to tell me they had to forgive me. And I'm pretty sure moving forward, I've heard about it. It's, it's, it's that person is still going through the same things because it's not, if you're going through the same stuff with everybody, it's not everybody. It's, it's you, you have something that you have to work on. And until you work on these things, you can't be prepared for what God is trying to bless you with. You have to you have to make sure you can receive them and take care of them so that your blessings can last long. So take time to reflect on what it is what what it is to be a sister and what it takes to be a good sister. Don't just be a title. Don't just say you have friends just to say you have friends. Don't be a friend collector. Make sure you have friends of substance and make sure you know what it takes to be a good sister. Um, because when, when God has called you to a greater place, he will send you people that are assigned to you and you got to make sure you're prepared for that and not to mess it up. Okay. So yeah, that, that is, um, very, very important. And I just had to, I had to share that with you guys because this month is about sisterhood. I have met so many great women and I'm like super, super, super excited. I have met women who are pouring into me with my business and I'm just like lit y'all. Like I'm so excited to take off and and just go where God is shifting me. He is doing things in my marriage. He is doing things with my children. He was doing things in my finances, my household. Like you got to step out of your own way and embrace your blessings and allow yourself to grow and allow yourself to be open-minded about who you are, what your flaws are, the things that you can change and just refine yourself. That is the beauty of growing. You have the right to grow and you have the right to refine yourself. You can, you can reinvent yourself every day. 
If you want to read more books, pick up a book and start reading. You want to learn a a new language, learn that new language. You want to go back to school, sign up for school. You want to, you know, change your posture, even things as simple as that. Changing your posture, changing your look, refining your look, eating healthy. Make these conscious choices to identify the areas that you can move forward and grow in. It starts with reflecting. And we got to prepare ourselves. We got to step out of our own way. We do. We have to step out of our own way and embrace all of the things that God has in store for us. Because life gets greater. It gets greater as as, as much as the world turns we have unlimited opportunities to to be who we want to be and who God has called us to be you have a right to refine yourself you have a right to wake up in the morning and say you know what I'm done doing that that's not working I'm done cursing I'm done eating unhealthy I'm about to lose 50 pounds and be out here in the summertime summertime fine you have the right to do that you know but make sure you have healthy relationships make sure your mind your body your spirit is healthy so that you can go out in the world and exert when you when you have good things on the inside it comes out it, it, it spews out into everything the way you speak the way you carry yourself happy people you know they're happy because they're they're in a room they're they're bubbly they're you know saying compliments to other people you can tell who the happy people are just like you can tell who the nasty people are the ones with the attitudes, the salty, the salty boots. You can tell the salty boots. They might hang around, cheese, try to give you a little fake hug and all of that stuff. They salty. They miserable. You can tell, you can tell a miserable person. McDonald's drive through, you go in there, and, and the, the the lady on the intercom is rude. You can feel it. So when you're happy and you and on your your inside, that will always exert, and you will begin to attract opportunity and people. People are, are attracted to positivity. Positive people are. And you'll begin to attract people. And God will place people in your life who are assigned to you. And you will know how to, how to, how to take care of them. I just attended my friend's wedding a few days ago. Beautiful wedding. Beautiful. A sacred moment. She didn't even allow cell phones in her, cer- in her ceremony. She wanted everybody to just bask in the moment of love. And... It's just, I've never been to a real wedding. Like I've never been to a wedding. The first one I went to was so ghetto, but you know, it's, it's, that was always a goal of mine. Like I wish I had girlfriends who was getting married and, you know, baby showers and things like that. And it's, it's here, it's in fruition and I'm able to embrace it. And I'm able to, you know, share these special moments with these women in love. Cause I, I, you know, I love them. These are my sisters and it just feels good. I came here with nobody and now I have like a whole bunch of sisters. Um, but yes, I'm going to wrap this up and I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. You guys can find me on Instagram. My personal page is dental.bay with two E's. That's D-E-N-T-A-L dot B-A-E-E on Instagram. And you can follow us at the Transparency Diary also on Instagram and um, I hope this was a reminder for someone you know you we, we gotta do better you know if you're not a good friend it's okay do better meet meet some new women and try again you know try again but get your tribe together get your tribe together 
iron sharpens irons and you need people around you who are going to enhance you as a as an individual and as a woman it's already it's already our years already our year women are out here successful they're the ones being the breadwinners well, well, we, we're the ones out here making it happen, inspiring others, you know, as women. So, uh, yeah, that is the word that I have for you guys. And I'm super excited. Feel free to reach out. Please don't cuss me out. If I haven't updated a podcast <laughs> in the time that you would have liked me to, please just ask me like, when is this, when is the podcast coming out of the episode? Cause somebody slid in my DMs and was like, uh, so, <laughs> um, but yes, we are going to exit out with our affirmation and here it is. I affirm, I am growing, I am loved, I am reinventing myself. I am walking in purpose. I am walking on purpose. And I am getting closer to who God has called me to be. I am blessed. And that is all that I have for you guys. Again, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. It's dental.bay. I do not fight. I will answer your questions. <laughs> and I love you all. And I hope you guys have a wonderful two weeks. Until next time. Happy International Women's Day. And go be great in your lavender. Okay? Go be great in your lavender. <laughs> Mwah. <laughs>